Hey guys, welcome to the show that gives you the tools you need to break through into all you were created to be, to live your life full of hope and purpose. I'm Pam Ramey and Jesus Girls, let's find our role. Hey, Jesus Girls, I'm Pam Ramey, and I am so happy that you have joined us today, where our goal is always to encourage and equip you to live your life filled to the brim with destiny and purpose. At the end of today's show, we're going to make a powerful declaration over our lives, as we always do, and then I'm going to share a cool fitness tip that will inspire you to want to walk more by turning it into a fun game. Because we are spirit, mind, and body, our goal is to continually be renewing all three. Well, today, we're going to talk about not letting go of God's promises over your life. On the last show, we talked about how our words are like seeds that will eventually produce a harvest. We look When we look at a packet of seeds, as they sit all comfy in their pretty little sealed packet, showing off the vibrant image of what they will become, whether it's a dazzling red tomato or a huge stalk of corn or a bright yellow sunflower, we're drawn to the image on the front of that packet. And it gets us excited because we can buy that and kind of know what to expect. So we, we buy the packet because we know that those seeds are destined to produce a harvest, Right. But until those seeds leave the comfort of that little packet and get planted, it's never going to happen. When they finally do make their way into the soil, they sit a while longer, needing water and other nutrients from the soil to start growing, and they don't require just one drink. Those seeds crave a consistent supply of water. And when the time is just right, the pressure of the soil will crack the seeds open and they will begin to grow. Yet, at that first little shoot, as soon as we see that first little shoot emerge from the ground, we do not expect to be having corn on the cob for dinner that night because we know it takes time. Well, today I want to share a personal story where God used this particular visual of the process a seed goes through before it actually, you know, you can actually reap that harvest. And we've been talking about our words and how they are like seeds and how important it is to be planting good seeds to receive a good harvest in our lives. But it's also important to realize there is a process the seed goes through, which means we may not immediately see the manifestation of what we're planting. It typically takes time. And just knowing that can help us from falling in despair. I love how Galatians 6, 9 puts it, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. I'm super excited to introduce my special guest today, my husband, Tommy Ramey, who is usually behind the scenes running our production. Hey, it's fun having you in front of the mic today. Well, it's good to be here, and now I know what it feels like to be on the other side of the studio. (laughs) Tommy, you have got a super green thumb, so how do you prepare the soil before you plant our garden? Before I prepare, first thing I want to do is I want to remove the weeds I turn the soil, I work the soil, I break it up, mix in the proper uh, nutrients. Mm -hmm. 
um, and preparing the soil in a way that it creates space and room for the roots to grow freely and to take hold. Well, what do you look for in the seeds that you plant? Well, when I, if I'm looking to purchase seeds, I will look for the quality seeds from a reputable supplier. Mm-hmm. If I'm planting starters, I will be looking for the healthiest and the strongest available. You know, that reminds me of Matthew thirteen twenty four that says the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. Tommy, I noticed you said before you begin tilling the soil, you remove all the weeds. <laughs> Absolutely. And even as you work and continue working the soil, as time goes, weeds will still pop up and they need to be also be removed. Wow, that is such a great analogy of how we think and speak. We've got to recognize that there are weeds in our thinking and in our speech so that they can be removed, right? Well, that's a good point. Even throughout the growth process of a garden, to maintain the garden, one needs to weed, I do, on a regular basis. So in other words, a one-time fix doesn't do the trick here. Uh, Well, I guess that depends on how you want your garden to grow. (laughs) You don't have to weed. You don't have to water on a regular basis, but you will not have a very happy garden. (laughs) No, you won't. This reminds me of what we both went through with my knees a few years ago. You mean when you had to stop chopping firewood on our camping trips? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Just for the record, Jesus Girls, I've never chopped firewood a day in my life. I was referring to the time I could hardly walk. I did know that, even though I did buy you that little hatchet for Christmas. (laughs) Okay, back to the story. Toward the end of 2017, God started downloading some choreography to a very specific song. And when God gives me vision for dance choreography in this way, he's usually grabbing my attention for something new, and it's always exciting. Well, simultaneous to this, he started downloading an idea uh, into you know Tommy and and to I for our me for our church for our church Christmas production, and the dance was going to be part of that script. Remember that, honey? I sure do. Well, we pitched the idea to our pastors Craig and Jana, and they were all in, which was super awesome. And the dance was fast and fun and full of energy, and I was having a blast preparing for a performance, really for the first time in a few years. But the problem was every. After every single rehearsal, I could hardly walk. Three decades of placing a high demand on my skeletal system with fitness and dance had produced two knee surgeries and excruciating pain with overuse. So adding a rehearsal schedule to my already existing fitness classes was sending my knees into constant rebellion. And I remember that very well because you were living the rice method, which is rest, (laughs) Ice, compression, elevation, and that was every day. Every day. You're right. Every day. You're right. Good memory. Rice every day. Yeah, I did. And the stairs could almost take me out. Remember that, Tommy? Yeah. I had to climb the stairs at home most of the time by scooting up backwards on my bum. But I had learned how to work the word. Even though it was still new to me, I was starting to learn to work the word. And, and, We talked about that, Lorraine and I talked about that in our previous podcast, so you didn't get to hear that, go back and listen to that, because it's got some really great information. And 
so that, that was kind of a new thing for me on how to work the word, but I started doing that with my knees. I constantly declared every single day over my knees that they were healed, and I thank God for healing them. I was doing that every day. I wasn't begging God, and I was standing on the truth of his word, but many times, I'm telling you, as I was you know, proclaiming that my knees were healed, my eyes stung from the pain. And also nothing changed. I mean, nothing changed. So as weeks passed and now the Christmas production was like looming days away, I made an appointment with an orthopedic doc to hopefully get some relief from the pain. So Tommy and I, we went off to the office and we're looking at my my knee x-rays and girls, I got to say, it just wasn't a pretty moment. No, <laughs> it wasn't. It was not a pretty moment. <laughs> Especially when the doctor said to me, well, Pam, as you can see, the cartilage in both your knees has worn away from overuse and from your surgeries, and you have developed osteoarthritis. And unfortunately, there is no cure. Then he proceeds to whip out a visual aid to show me the difference between my x-rays versus a healthy knee with healthy cartilage. And that would have been something... We could have done without that day. We could have totally done. I could have totally done without that. That's for sure. (laughs) I did not need that visual. But with one knee crankier than the other, the doctor recommended a $950 unloading brace to realign the bones in the knee, which would alleviate the grinding pressure and pain. And he says, you know, this is going to be a great brace for you. It's the same brace they use for professional football players. I just think it's going to be perfect for you, Pam. And so we, you know, we decided to go ahead and order the brace, which would, by the way, require some coaching because it was half the size of my leg. So I asked the doctor, well, how long do you recommend I wear the brace? And I figured he'd say something like, oh, you know, just wear it when your knee hurts or, you know, maybe for a month at the most. I really expected an answer like that. Instead, he came back without hesitation. Oh, you're going to need to wear this brace every day for the rest of your life. And instantly, I knew that was a prognosis I would not receive for myself. And I remember the look on your face (laughs) and mine. And yours. But you know, I remember I strapped on that brace daily for a few weeks and it helped the pain considerably. I got to say that, but it was cumbrous and it looked atrocious and I hated it. And at the same time, even while I'm wearing the brace or not wearing the brace, when I had it off at night, I continued declaring God's truth and power over my knees. And this process of working the word It was still pretty new to me, and I did revert back to some intermittent whining to God and even found myself sometimes speaking the right words, but really feeling afraid and desperate in my heart. And I would say those would be the weeds. Mm. Maybe we can give a name to those weeds, Tommy. Well, I would call these weeds doubt and unbelief. That is so good. And exactly what I was experiencing in those desperate moments. And I was feeling unbelief. I was feeling doubt. Like, is this really going to work? I had never gone through this process before. But eventually, I would ditch my pity party, and I would get back on track and pull out those weeds (laughs) of doubt and unbelief by, how did I do that? I had to get back to watering the seeds with God's promises over my healing 
And I had to trust that his word is perfect. I had to fight for those promises. I had to keep declaring them. And I kept thanking God for healing my knees and believed eventually I would see a harvest. And sometimes when I prayed, girls, my knees hurt more. Sometimes they hurt less. But I kept speaking to my body every day. By the stripes of Jesus, my knees are healed. Well, and what I do remember is how you hated wearing that brace. I hated it. Because it didn't match your earrings. <laughs> I did not like wearing the brace, but I fastened it to my leg on the days that were especially difficult. And it was a gradual process of learning to trust how God was teaching me to partner with him, to keep showing up in the process and believing eventually I would experience the manifestation of complete healing. God really was teaching me, and you too, Tommy, through this to just trust him for the long haul, for the days and the months and the years, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, I could so relate to the scripture um, that David penned in Psalm 119.82, the Passion Translation, where he says, For my heart is entwined with your word. I'm consumed with longings for your promises. So I ask, when will they all come true? I I could just really relate to that scripture. But yeah. after a while, I did experience a little shoot sprouting up, just like those seeds. I, I started having some pain-free days, and I believed I was completely healed. Then the next day, I could hardly walk, and I strapped on the brace. And this pattern continued, well, for about three years, right? Yep. About yep. three years. Yep. And though I did not see the full manifestation of my healing, you know, during that time, I continued to water every day with God's promises. Thank you, God. I would speak out loud for healing my knees. And I declare by the stripes of Jesus, I am completely and totally healed. So with that said, how are you doing today as we record this show? Well, that $950 unloading brace has not seen the light of day in one year. I have not needed it once. That's right. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Occasionally, one of my knees will flare up for a day, but never to the point where I'm unable to walk or require the brace. And the disease I was told that was incurable no longer has control over my thinking or my days. I'm just going to say this, Jesus girls. The stock has been growing and getting stronger, and tonight I'm having corn on the cob for dinner. Amen to that. <laughs> you know, Pamela, just like the picture... On the outside of a seed packet, God already saw the beautiful picture of your destiny. Mm -hmm. And he already saw you healed, and you, he wanted you to see yourself the same way by exercising your faith. Yeah. And even when I saw you under great pressure, you didn't give up. And the seeds eventually cracked open and grew into that harvest. <laughs> wow, that's so true. And I love that worship song, Tommy prophesy your promise and especially relate to the chorus that says when i only see in part i will prophesy your promise i believe you god because you finish what you start i will trust you in the process i believe you god amen to that so jesus girls you know what are you believing for what are you what are you believing for? Don't let go of those promises. Don't let go of the promises that God has given you. 
Because God keeps his promises and we need to keep God's promises on our lips because what we say has a powerful impact on every aspect of our lives and the destiny that we carry. You know, Tommy, I think it's time to make a declaration over our lives. Well, I agree with that. So how about if I speak the declaration first and you and our Jesus girls repeat after me? Perfect. Okay. This comes from one of my favorite verses, and it's in Proverbs. Proverbs 4, 21 and 22. My thoughts are filled with your words and are penetrating deep into my spirit. My thoughts are filled with your words and are penetrating deep into my spirit. I know as I unwrap your words. I know as I unwrap your words. They are imparting true life and radiant health (laughs) into the very core. Of my being. They are imparting true life and radiant health into the very core of my being. I love that declaration and that scripture so much. Could we do that again? Sure. So Jesus girls, don't forget to repeat after Tommy. So he's going to say it and then we're going to repeat. Okay. Proverbs 4, 21, 22. My thoughts are filled with your words and are penetrating deep into my spirit. Your thoughts, my thoughts are filled with your words and are penetrating deep into my spirit. I know as I unwrap your words. I know as I unwrap your words. They are imparting true life and radiant health into the very core of my being. They are imparting true life and radiant health into the very core of my being. Oh, that's so awesome. And before we wrap things up, I want to talk to you about how to increase your motivation to walk by playing a little game while you're walking. You know, walking is such a great way to move your body and get stronger. And God has actually created our bodies to move. And a lot of cool things happen when we move our body, changes our mood, it gives us energy, and it also kicks stress to the curb. So we need to be moving our body. And walking is just a real good way to do that to make you feel better. But sometimes we need a little motivation, right? Just to get our feet moving in the right direction. And that's our fitness tip today. Instead of thinking about your walk as a chore, which it's easy to go there, right? Let's turn it into a game by setting tiny little goals along the way and enjoying the victory of reaching each of those little goals. Well, Tommy is going to help us out with this because he used to be a long distance runner and took advantage of this technique to run 15 miles a day every day for many, many years. So Tommy, can you share some tips that worked for you? Sure. First, I, I, I knew I had to reach my running goal for the day. But what I did not focus on was how many miles I was going to run. Instead, I would set little goals that ultimately carried me through the entire run. Hmm. For instance, what I would do, I would say to myself, I'm, I would pick a mailbox or a power pole mm-hmm. that I could see. And once I reached that mailbox or power pole, I'd say to myself, I'm going to run to two more mailboxes or two power poles Mm -hmm. and little by little increase the small goals I'd I'd set for myself. 
I always picked a goal I could see it that kept me going. I love that. I love that. I, you know, it reminds me of how incremental becomes monumental. Yep, so instead yep. of looking at that whole big picture, you just gave yourself those little teeny. It's kind of like how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, and chip right? Away the statue. You that's chip right. Away it's just it. one one little piece at a time. Well, that's what that's really the concept with walking uh, is to give yourself those little teeny attainable goals. So I can totally see how this game could be a motivator for someone wanting to walk more, but feeling like it's kind of a, a drag. What would you say to someone like that, Tommy? Well, I would. Personally, I would uh, do the mailbox. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I like I that did, too. I'd pick one mailbox and I would walk to that mailbox. And once you reach that mailbox or the goal that you set that you can see, you walk to the next one as if you're late to catch a bus. Mm. And if you decide to walk to the third mailbox or power pole or whatever you want to do, you might take that one and just count how many steps it takes you. Mm -hmm. It keeps the walk interesting. Yeah, it does. Also, to keep the goal in front of you, you make it attainable and create an element of surprise and fun. Yeah, it does keep it. It does keep an element of surprise and fun. That is so true. So, Wow, Jesus girls, we are learning constantly how to stay motivated with moving our body. We are learning new ways all the time to find our roar. And this week, it's reminding ourselves to not let go of God's promises and to keep trusting him in the process. We're so happy, so glad you were here. Please like our show and subscribe to our channel if you found this helpful and share it with your friends. And Jesus Girls, we're going to see you next time on Jesus Girl Roar. Roar.